to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are so glad to be here with you today to talk about your house, your home. What's going on in your Money Pit? We want to help turn it from house to home to castle. Look, we all know that the Money Pit is a term of endearment. If you feel like your house is this space that you are constantly pouring money into and perhaps not getting the best return on that investment, let us help. Pick up the phone and call us with your home improvement project at one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. If there's something going on with your house, something that is perplexing you, perhaps it's a leak, perhaps it's a squeak, and I guess it could be the floor squeak kind or the rodent squeak kind. We could handle them both at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, have you ever wished you had more space for all your stuff? Well, there's a good chance you already do if you know where to look. We've got tips on how you can find hidden storage in your home that's just waiting to be used. And if you ever feel like no matter what you do, you just can't get your house warm enough, then buy a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to share solutions for heating even the coldest rooms in just a bit. And we are all about making life easier, so we love life hacks. You know those little tips you see in your Twitter or Facebook feeds? So we're going to feature some of our favorite home improvement life hacks, including a tip for hammering a nail and not your thumb. (laughs) And one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a Dremel Micro 8-Volt Max Lithium-Ion Cordless Rotary Toolkit. That is a mouthful, but let me tell you, it's probably as many words as as many things as that tool can do, because Dremels are amazing. And you will find that this one is cordless, it's light, it's easy to transport, you can really use it wherever you're working on, and you will probably go about trying to find a use for the Dremel because you'll have that much fun with it. Absolutely. It's a prize worth $89, but it's going out to one caller we talked to on the air this hour. Make that you. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Right, Mark in Maine is on the line with an electrical question. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, I have a, a couple of rooms. Our, our uh, house is from around the 1930s, and um, some of the rooms, the three-way wiring isn't quite right. Like, uh, to turn on the light as you enter the room, um, you turn on one switch. You can't go to the other side of the room where the other switch is and turn the light off. You have to go back to the original switch light off oh. and you can use it. <laughs> okay so do you know that it was it was originally designed to be a three-way switch i do not know that listen you're going to have to have an electrician open up the wiring and, and test it trace it out and try to figure out what's going on it's it's either that a switch has gone bad or more likely um it's just not hooked up correctly okay okay now i had been told that there are switches that are specific to three-way and that is probably the problem but i'm be honest, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's that's entirely possible, but it's got to be opened up and, and take a look at what switch device is in there and then also determine if it's wired correctly because it sounds like most likely it was incorrectly wired. It might have been that somebody, you know, replaced one of those switches at one time and just hooked it up wrong. Okay. I mean, I've done that myself uh, just inadvertently. When I was painting, I recall, I took a switch apart to replace it from a toggle switch to a decor switch. That's the kind of flat panel kind. Okay. And I and I swore that I had gone wire for wire and got it right, but I didn't. I got it wrong, and it did exactly that. So I had to uh, reverse some wires to get it working back again. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, I got some uh, research to do. All right. Well, good luck with that project, Mark. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to Missouri where Tammy is having issues with her new furnace. What's going on? Let's talk you through this. Uh, I replaced the furnace here before the beginning of winter. And since then, I've had a buzzing noise in my breaker box every time it kicks on. I would like to say that the furnace that I replaced was about up to my knees, and the newer furnace is about chest high. Would that have something to do with the pulling of the ants? Or Well, the size of the physical size of the unit, unit may or may not be related to this. It's more like how much power is it pulling and how is it wired in to the breaker box. But if you're getting a vibration in the breaker box itself, that's not a good sign. Uh, the breaker could be deteriorating internally, and what you're hearing are the early stages of that, or perhaps the advanced stages of that. I don't know. I would tell you that if you got that kind of a, of a signal, um, I would definitely have it checked out by an electrician. Open that panel up, have them pull out those breakers, look behind them, make sure they're, it's sized properly, make sure nothing is overfused, for example, where the wrong size fuse is being used on a wire and therefore not protecting it from overheating. Uh, it's definitely not a good sign and shouldn't be happening, and you need to get it checked out further. Okay, Tammy? All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, we're what, almost three weeks into the new year? Have you already given up your home improvement resolution for your Money Pit? Don't give up. We can help. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, have you ever had a chill that you just can't get rid of no matter how high you turn up the heat? We've got a solution for warming up the cold rooms in your home after this. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. 
And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. If you could have cleaners that were safe, green, and actually work, wouldn't it be great to save money with them too? Shackley's concentrated products save you money ounce for ounce. Shop Shackley Get Clean products today at GreenMyMoneyPit.com. That's GreenMyMoneyPit.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit. And if we talk with you on the air this hour, we'll toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because you could win the Dremel Micro 8 Volt Max Lithium Ion Cordless Rotary Toolkit. Yeah, it's small and it's portable, so you can bring it to any workstation or any work site, and you're not going to sacrifice a drop of power. And the Dremel Rotary Toolkit's docking station keeps its battery charged, so it's ready to go at a moment's notice. It's a prize worth $89 available right now at the Home Depot, but it goes home with one lucky caller. So make that you. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 888-MONEYPIT. All right. Now we're heading over to Iowa where Chad has a question about condensation on a bay window. What's going on, Chad? Hi. I have a, uh, well, it's a bay window that gets the three windows. Um, the center one's larger than the other two on the outside. Um, and that, on that center one, I get a uh, condensation problem in the uh, kind of the oval shape directly in the center of that window. Can't seem to figure out why it's doing it. So, Chad, is this window a thermal pane window or a double or triple pane window? Uh, it is. Uh, it is double pane. And the condensation, of course, is in between the panes of glass. Correct. Yep. So, what's happened here is the seal between those panes of glass has failed. And it's allowed warm, moist air to get in there. So as especially as it gets cold outside, you have that warm, moist air striking the cold glass on the exterior. And then as the air chills, it releases its moisture and it condenses. Much as what would happen, say, in, in the summer if you were outside with a glass of uh iced tea or, or soda and you got moisture on the outside of the glass. That's the condensation that you're seeing. Now, there's there's not really a great solution here because once the window panes fail like that, you have to pretty much replace the entire window pane. Now, it's possible that you could uh, have a pro take this window apart and replace just that one uh, section, 
but it's just not easy. If there is good news, it's this. It'll have a minor impact on your energy efficiency. So it's mostly a cosmetic problem that you're, that you're experiencing. So if you can live with the look, uh, just live with it. It may get a little bit worse, it may get a little bit better, depending on the temperature difference between outside and inside. But, uh, you know, it's not going to affect the window in any other way. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Marion, North Carolina is on the line with a mossy roof. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. Well, we have a 10-year-old roof, asphalt shingles, I believe they are. And the sections between shingles are beginning to be filled up with moss. It's like a mossy grout line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd like to know how to get it safely clean and keep it from growing back again. It isn't the entire roof. We we are in an A-frame house, so it's very, you know, very sharp, very steep roof, and it's just about the uh, eight or ten feet closest to the to the edge. Okay. Do you see it all the way around? You just see it on, say, the north facing side, or in the it's area just on this north facing part? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the area that gets the least amount of sunlight. Right. Um, do you have like a large tree that's you know adding more shade to this area? We have a lot of trees. Yeah, a lot of trees. Yeah, therein lies the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the best solution here is can you trim out or thin out those trees in any way to get more sunlight onto that portion of the roof? Because if you can do that, sunlight really is, you know, your best weapon in getting rid of this moss and keeping it away. Now, you'll have to do some work to get it to be gone in the first place. But if you can add more sunlight, you're going to help it stay away. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, winter has arrived, and there's a good chance that a room or two in your house just won't get as warm as you wish it would, no matter how high you turn up that thermostat. Well, if you're looking for a solution that's safer and more permanent than a portable space heater, you might want to consider an electric heater. Yeah, you know what? They're more expensive to run than conventional gas or oil systems, but they're less expensive to purchase and install. Now, there are several types of electric heaters available, but the two most common styles are wall heaters and baseboard heaters. Now, the electric wall heaters and the electric baseboard heaters work the same way, but the difference is how they deliver the heat. Now, an electrical wall heater will have a fan that blows air across the heated elements. Now, baseboard heaters, on the other hand, will warm thin metal fins and then radiate that heat into the room without the use of forced air. Well, whichever one you choose, a lot of people swear by their electric heaters. You know, they're less expensive to install, but if you're heating just a very strategic space, they can be less expensive to run than heating the entire house to put heat into that very small strategic place. Keep in mind that if you're installing these from scratch, they're hardwired, they're going to require a permit to do, and they may also require their own circuit. If you're going to use one that's more of the portable style, you also need to be cautious about which outlet you plug them into because some circuits just won't be big enough to handle them. But if it works for you, it's a great option. All right, next up, we've got Robin in Kentucky who's noticing an odd odor. What's going on at your money pit? Well, purchased the house last February, and about two months later, the house developed an odor. Wait, the whole house? Like inside, outside? Where is this odor that you sense? It appears to be coming from the ductwork. It's slab construction, and the people in the area say that it's, uh, the house is built in 55. They say that uh, they used ceramic ductwork under the slab, and... uh, they're thinking that the ductwork has cracked 
and is letting a, an odor from underground come up. Eh, maybe not. But go ahead. But, it, well, we, we've had a number of people into the house to look at it, and uh, they've taken air samples and stuff, and no one can really say what it is. Uh, all they can say is, well, we suggest that you replace that ductwork with overhead you know, ductwork through the attic. That's a pretty big change. Have you ever had a duct inspection done with cameras? No, I've tried a number of people to get that done, and, and no one in the area uh, can do it. We called Rotorooter because we know they do it, but they said they wouldn't do it for ductwork. They would only do it for, for, you know, pipes. Well, Robin, as you've probably discovered, tracking down um, odors that are associated with uh, heating and cooling ducts is a very tricky business. And part of the reason for that is because there's so many possibilities. It could be mold. It could be other forms of organic matter. It could be sewage gases that are somehow working their way into those ducts. What I'm going to do is send you to a resource guide where every conceivable cause of duct odors is presented and explored and let you research this a little bit better on your own. And maybe you'll put two and two together based on what you read here and what you're experiencing in your home and come up with a solution. All right, so I want you to go to a website called Inspectopedia. Inspectopedia is a website actually put together by an old friend of mine named Dan Friedman. He's one of the best home inspectors in the country. He's gone through a lot of trouble to collect uh, information on problems just like this. And if you go to Inspectopedia, so it's Inspect A and P-E-D-I-A, uh, and you search uh, how to find and remove odors in heating ducts, you'll find this guide. And uh, it's thousands of words long, uh, and you should be able to go through and see if we can get to the bottom of it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Shawnee in North Carolina needs some help with a backyard problem. What's going on at your Money Pit? No, my room, when it would rain, all the water would drain toward the back because it's on the downslope. Right. And then I had some a contractor come in and connect all my downspouts and all to this black pipe, and they connected all of it and ran it out to one source toward the end you know, of that little creek. And in doing so, I mean, everything was fine. It worked fine. And they thought where I was having such water problem, they sort of made a horseshoe out of the black pipe with the styrofoam, you know, peanuts and all of that in it. But what they did when they dug around the horseshoe area, they found that that was dry because they figured if it was wet, it would drain and take care of the problem. But when they put that horseshoe in, wherever they put it, it was completely dry, and it was further down that they realized that I had underground spring. So all of my drain pipes, everything's draining perfectly, but it's one little problem I had with that underground spring. But is that underground spring rising up to the point where the yard is flooding? And how much how much flooding are we talking about here? Uh, it's not necessarily flooding, but it it's stays just wet. wet. I can't mow it. And there's a place about, uh, I'm going to say, 12 inches square, squarish maybe, that is... Has I don't think this is a problem worth solving. I think it's a fairly small area of the yard, and, and areas of the yard that get soft like that, yeah, the grass can be hard to cut sometimes. Sometimes you have to cut it by hand instead of using a, a you know power mower on it. But I don't think it's worth you doing anything about it. You would have to do some major, major work to try to uh, take the water that's collecting there, run it downstream, and have it sit somewhere else. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a big issue. Johnny, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
All right, now we're heading over to Patty in Illinois, who's got a toilet that is running constantly. Tell us what's going on. Well, it doesn't run constantly, but it runs about five seconds, you know, several times an hour. And it's gone to the point that uh, my water bill has gone up quite a bit. And I'm needing to know if I need a new toilet or if I need new seals or a new handle pump or what would you think? It's actually an easy fix. And I mean, this tends to happen kind of regularly. You know, unfortunately, people don't realize that there's actually some level of toilet maintenance because, you know, it's just an appliance in your house that's there and you use it and you expect it to work. But inside the tank itself, there's a fill and a flush valve. And those need to be replaced not that often, but, you know, every couple of years or so. And, of course, now that you're dealing with this water running issue. Um, Tom, is it Fluid Master? Yeah, Fluid Master is sort of a mainstay of, uh, of replacement valve parts. And, you know, they just wear out, Patty, over, over time. So this is a pretty easy fix. And, I mean, it's probably 10 bucks to get both of them. But if you go to Fluid Master's website, the only reason I recommend that is because on their website, they've got a really great how-to video. So you can actually see what the fill valve is, what the flush valve, the flapper valve. So you know exactly what you're looking at and how to replace it. And it's a really easy do-it-yourself project that you can, you know, do confidently and, you know, definitely decrease your water bill. Thank you. That, that sounds wonderful. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for uh, taking my call. Love your show. You're very welcome, Patty. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, do you feel like you've got so much stuff but not enough space to store it? Well, there's a good chance you're overlooking lots of storage opportunities that are hidden right in plain sight. Well, where are they? We'll tell you coming up. This is Richard Trithui from This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS and from the longest-running home improvement show on TV. We want to send a big congrats to Tom and Leslie from The Money Pit for being the most downloaded home improvement podcast on iTunes. On The Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Money Pit is presented by Leviton, the brand most preferred by builders for wiring devices and lighting controls. With a focus on safety and convenience, Leviton products are the smart solution for all your electrical needs. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you feel like you're in a constant battle with your house and your house is winning? Well, don't fret. The Money Pit can help. Just head on over to moneypit.com for tips and answers to your home improvement dilemmas, big and small. And while you're there, sign up for our free e-newsletter and stay ahead of home maintenance year-round. It's all online at moneypit.com. Elaine in Florida is on the line and is looking for some help with a flooring project. How can we help you? Yes, hi. I'm in the process of purchasing some uh, home legend wood laminate. Okay. Seven, seven millimeters, I believe it is. Okay. And my question is, I've got conflict of views on what type of underlayment to use and how to lay it over tile, over ceramic tile. Elaine, the Home Legends people on their website recommend an underlayment with a combination of a six mil vapor barrier and a cushioning foam, but that's only on concrete subfloors. I think because you're okay, putting yeah. this over tile... The best thing to use is just the cushioning foam. 
It will make the floor lay nicer. It will make it a little bit more comfortable for you to walk on as well. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, we all need as much storage as we can get in our homes, or they begin to quickly look very cluttered. You know, there's nothing like the feeling of a place for everything and everything in its place. Ah, yes, but if you're feeling like you've exhausted storage solutions in your home, there might be some places you hadn't thought of. Here to talk about those hidden storage spaces is this old house general contractor, Tom Silva. Welcome, Tommy. Well, thanks. It's nice to be here. So by virtue of the way a home is built, there ends up being sort of a lot of nooks and crannies for storage. And some of those could be hiding like in plain sight, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I think the biggest place that I can get a lot of storage out of is under stairways. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that people don't utilize that space more. I remember years ago, they used to put the phone and the desk under the stairway Mm -hmm. because people would talk on their phones. But now who uses a phone that way? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But a staircase, you can make all kinds of storage opportunities. You can put drawers. We build, we'll close the wall in a little bit, but we make drawers that are deep and they'll run right across the whole length of the stair, and they pull out. You'd be amazed at what you can store under a stairway. So you can essentially have a drawer that's two or three feet deep. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like the, the bins that you slide under beds. And you can make the front of the drawers angled with the stairs so that it could be a paneled wall, for mm-hmm. example, and you don't even notice it. Or it can be a flat wall with the flat surfaces of the drawers, so all you see are the little lines, and the drawers can be touched. So then you hit the drawer, they open up. Very cool. That's pretty fancy. Now, obviously, when it comes to storage, we think about putting things up on our walls, but not every wall is suitable for storing some of the things that we want to put up there, right? No, absolutely not. But they have great units, shelf units, hooks, and all that kind of things for putting on walls. Like, it gives you extra floor space if you get it up off of the floor. And that's great if you think about garages, for mm-hmm. example. Where do you put all the stuff in the garage? But these cabinet companies and have come up with some great solutions where you can hang the boxes on the wall. You can hang hooks on the wall. You can put your skis on the wall. Bikes you can drop from the ceiling. We did an asks uh, shoot uh, years ago where people had five bicycles and they had a very small garage. They didn't know where to put them. So we put these pulleys on the ceiling and all five bikes are up out of the Lift way. Lift it up That's right so out of the yeah. way. Yeah. Speaking of up and out of the way, the attics are up and out of the way. But I think there's a trade-off now because we need so much insulation in our attics. The insulation right. is almost always thicker than the floor joist that we're walking on. So right. is it kind of a balance between maybe carving out some space for storage and then letting the insulation doing its job in the rest of the attic space? Well, it's very important that you don't compress the insulation. So that's always a key factor. But we'll go back to garages for a minute. They actually have these electric lifts that you can put in your garage. And so you can push a button and out of the ceiling will drop this box that you can load up, push it, and it goes back up. And you have complete storage out of the way in the attic. Um, and you have a clear w- space below it, though, to accommodate <laughs> it coming down. Well, yeah, you have to. Yeah, don't want it to come down onto the car, but that's true. You do have to have space below. <laughs> and, of course, the attic is generally not insulated, so you don't have to right. worry about running into insulation conflicts. Right, exactly. Sometimes people have rooms over the garage, and those won't work. <laughs> now, just like the staircase, the alcoves and the corners, those dead spaces that are a result of the framing of, of a home. Mm-hmm. Good idea to take advantage of that? Yeah, you can definitely take advantage of it. Sometimes the alcoves are the uh, where there's a chase or something. You right. may be able to fill that chase, open it up, put some shelves and boxes and open shelves for, for displaying things into. Uh, we've actually taken walls where 
you know, an interior wall where you've cut the wall through the stud and you've exposed the backside of the plaster where you've built, put built, built-ins into there where you can display little ornaments or you can actually have a hidden cabinet door. Well, actually, for example, you take like a bathroom vanity mirror. They right. recess into the wall. You can do that in other rooms, but it doesn't have to have a mirror on it. It can have a door on it. That's really smart because there are a lot of bays all around your house that you can fill up. With yeah, whole every, bunch of every interior wall doesn't have insulation. There's no reason you can't kind of go in on that wall. Right. We've actually taken uh, bedrooms where you know people want to hide things in their bedroom. We've actually cut sections of the floors out and made a hidden door in the floor. And you've got like in some cases eight or ten inches of floor height that you can make a box that put in there and you can hide your stuff in there. And make what it are your clients hiding, Tom? Oh, you never know. You don't ask you that question. Know. I don't ask. This is amazing. You know, the other thing I think is that that sort of open space above upper cabinetry and kitchens, you know, that to me is very dated and begs for, you know, tchotchkes to just get covered in dust. Yeah, exactly. So why not go all the way up to the ceiling with like an extra storage cabinet up there as well? Exactly. That's why my pet peeve is make the cabinets tall, Mm -hmm. make them go to the wall. And that's when you're getting into a custom cabinet or a semi-custom cabinet where you could take like a 30-inch cabinet and maybe put a 12 or an 18-inch cabinet on top of it that, you know, you put the Thanksgiving cans up there or the cookware and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, Christmas stuff that you're not going to use all the time except when the family's over. You break out those Christmas dishes and stuff, but they're not out of the way. You may need a little stepping stool to get up there, but it makes a big difference. I saw a cabinet design not too long ago where it was an existing home and they took a 12-inch wall cabinet, turned it on its side with a hinge mm-hmm. on top, glass doors, yep. and that was across the entire top of the wall cabinets. Yeah. And it looked great. I mean, it looked like it was always designed to be there, and it was really an afterthought. Right. And they make the hardware now that actually when you pull that door up- It'll stay up? It mm-hmm. stays up. Great. Yeah. And it's they actually make an electric one that you can push that button. It'll open the door. You're so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the storage surrounds you. You just got to know where to look. And now we've got a few more places to squeeze in some more of our stuff yeah, right. You can never have too <laughs> much have stuff. stuff. Tom enough. Silva, the general contractor on TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. All right. Catch the current season of This Old House and ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Up next, are you sick of feeling like every project will take hours? We'll have shortcuts to help you save time and money after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. One caller who gets on the air with us this hour is going to win a Dremel Micro 8-Volt Max Lithium-Ion Cordless Rotary Toolkit, which translates into very cool and useful tool. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's lightweight, but it's big on power, so it makes it really easy to handle for detailed projects and even to get into some really tight spaces. And it's designed designed to be handled like a pen or pencil, so you really get a lot of control. Yep, the Dremel Rotary Toolkit is worth $89, and it's available at the Home Depot. One caller we talked to on the air this hour wins it. Check out Dremel.com to learn more, and give us a call right now with your home improvement questions at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
Well, some home improvement projects are fun and you really want to tackle them, but others you just want to get done as quickly and inexpensively as possible, which is where hacks or, you know, clever solutions and time savers can really help. That's right. So here's some of our favorites. If you're hammering a nail, you know that if you're not careful, you can end up hammering your thumb instead. So use a clothespin to hold the nail in place. This way you'll never have to worry about a smashed finger. Now, for really small nails like brads or picture frame nails, things like that, you can press the nail through a piece of cardboard, you know, like a matchbook cover, and then hold the cardboard instead of holding the nail. If you miss, no pain. I like that one. I usually go for a needle nose pliers with those really tiny ones, but I like that works the too. cardboard trick. Now, how about a very cheap and 100% natural solution to fix scratches in your wood furniture? All you need to do is remove a walnut from its shell, then rub it up and down along the ding or scratch. Then hold your finger against the blemish for about five minutes afterward, and that's going to let the nut oil set in. And then you buff the area with a soft cloth, and that scratch should be sealed. And here's a trick for hanging picture frames or small pieces of artwork, if you have trouble lining those up, what you should do is photocopy the back of the frame. Then you can position those photocopies on the wall, including the exact spot that the nail needs to be driven. Once that's all done, you can dry the nails in place, remove the photocopies, hang up the pictures that you're trying to align, and everything will be perfect. And for that matter, this sort of transfer trick works for anything you need to put on a wall or a ceiling, even smoke detectors or carbon monoxide detectors. So there you have it. Home improvement hacks to save you some time. 888-666-3974. Do you have a home improvement project on your to-do list? Well, let's move it over to the done list. Take the first step and call us at 888-MONEYPIT. Gayla in California is having an issue with a countertop. Tell us what's going on. I am. About four and a half years ago, I remodeled my kitchen and installed Corian countertops. And I used the pattern called Savannah. It's one of the light ones. So I'm getting ready now to sell my home. And looking at the countertops, they're really, there's sounds like, I mean, thousands of hairline scratches. And I'm wondering, how can I bring back their luster? They never were shiny, but, you know, they were lustrous. Yeah, they do have like a satin finish that looks very rich and nice. But obviously over time, just from, you know, normal wear and tear, um, they are going to dull and, you know, not look so great. Um, There's a good website that generally specializes in granite and marble care. It's called stonecare.com, but they do have some products for Corian. And there's actually a spray, you know, it's made to reduce a residue on the surface. I'm not sure it's going to help you with the scratches, but it could be a good starting point. It's called their um, Deep Cleaner for Corian. And that might be a good place to start, at least. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know that they're that dirty. I do keep them quite clean, but it's um, it's just a question. It's just those hairline scratches and when the sun comes through the window, you really see them. What that product does is it will also pull out any residue from all the cleaning that you have been doing so religiously, which is a good thing. The other nice thing, though, about Corian is the scratches can be repaired. And if you they, the Corian can be repolished, basically lightly sanded, so to speak. Oh, I was wondering and, about that. Right, to actually pull those scratches right out. So that's not something that I would recommend that you do the first time out. <laughs> no, but I if don't you think contact so. a, a kitchen cabinet company, for example, 
they might have an installer and for a reasonably small fee, they might come out and repolish those tops for you. They're going to have all the tools and the equipment as well. And probably they can pull many of those scratches right out. Well, thank you. That sounds like the way to go for me. All right. Well, good luck with that project and good luck selling your house. Well, thank you and, and best to you both. Hey, have you ever spotted a leak and you're just wondering where the heck is it coming from and you're trying to figure it out? Well, we've got some tips to help you find those sneaky leaks after this. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrate.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you ever wish Tom and I could be there with you right as you're tackling those home improvement projects? Well, you can get the next best thing. You can get Money Pit on your smartwatch whenever and wherever you are working. Now, owners of Android wearable smartwatches can download the iHeartRadio app for their Android smartphone and then sync it to the Android Wear smartwatch and you get Money Pit on the go. Plus, you look extra cool with your super futuristic watch, (laughs) you know, kind of like James Bond doing your home improvement projects. And if you want to be a little bit more low tech, you know, via the regular interweb, regular smartphone, computer, what have you, post your question in the Money Pit community section, just like Kevin did from New Hampshire, who writes, Today, during a heavy rain, I discovered a leak, a steady drip of water coming in from the first floor powder room ceiling. It only lasted about 20 minutes, despite the fact that the rain continued for another hour, which I thought was strange. Any advice for figuring out how rain made its way into the first floor of our two-story home? Yes, that is uh, seemingly tricky, but it's actually quite straightforward. And what happened here is that the rain hitched a ride on your plumbing vent pipe. Whenever you have a leak that is above a bathroom, it's invariably caused by the vent pipe that goes from your plumbing system up through the ceilings and the walls above, straight through to the roof. If you stand back and look at your house uh, from the street, you'll notice where these pipes come through, and they have this piece of flashing called plumbing vent flashing that seal the, the space between the roof shingle and the vent itself. And what happens is a rubber sort of lip around that, and that rubber will wear out, it will crack, and it will let water into the space right against the pipe, uh, where it will run quickly down the pipe and usually to the point where it hits your ceiling in your bathroom, and then it will show up as a leak. So when you have that kind of a tricky leak, it has a very simple solution, and that simply is that you need to head up to the roof and need to replace the plumbing vent flashing, and that will solve it. And maybe it's not you that will do it. Maybe you'll have a pro do it. But anyway, one way or the other, that's the source of it. You don't need a new roof. It's not that complicated. It's an easy fix. All right. Next up, we've got one from Jason in New Jersey who writes, Our home was built in 2001 with tilt-in vinyl windows. 
Recently, several of the windows have become hard to open. I don't see any screws to adjust inside the window sash. I'm guessing they were probably nailed around the flap during construction. I have two other windows that once opened don't seem to want to stay in place. They slide down a little. Any advice for fixing this? You know, it sounds like, well, first of all, the difference between windows, vinyl replacement windows that were built in 2001 and those that were built now, 14, 15 years later, is pretty dramatic in terms of the efficiency and quality. They've just gotten better and better and better. It sounds like these are wearing out a bit because the sashes are sliding down. And the ones that are stuck, well, perhaps they, the building has shifted. And it's really hard to fix this is what I'm trying to tell you. And so I would think here that the real solution is a replacement window. The good news is that the costs have also come down a lot. So you may be able to replace these windows for as little as three or $400 each. I think I'd focus on that rather than trying to put any more money into fixing up the ones that you already have. And you know what, Jason? It's perfect to do a window replacement because you might qualify for a federal tax rebate. Just make sure you do your research and that the window you pick qualifies. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hey, if you've got home improvement questions, we know they hit you kind of any time of the day or night. That's why our phone lines are always open. Our screeners are always standing by to take your questions. And if we're not in the studio, we'll call you back the next time we are. So call us 24-7 at 888-MONEY-PIT. And you can also post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.